Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? I think they will get one of those Champions League places. Should be an absolutely phenomenal achievement for Eddie Howe and his players. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The News Round on Off The Ball. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave with your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Now, welcome along. We have another Champions League evening in store. Frank Lampard's Chelsea at the Bernabeu this evening. Daniel McDonnell will be along for the football show. Wednesday night rugby, Rory O'Connor, Gordon Darcy with us after eight o'clock. And then Shane Carthy of New York, also Dublin in his time, All-Ireland winner, but very much of New York these days. Fresh from their first ever win in the championship so he will give us the lowdown on a piece of history over the weekend he's on the way at half past seven five three one oh six is the text number we are at off the ball on twitter michael mccarthy here in studio hello how are you joe i'm very well and richie mccormack come on in hello to you lads it's been a billion years how are you on uh, tom judy tom dunn uh, judy last night of course yeah, all week, all week, Joe. Uh, Joe so it's uh, late, late nights. Yeah, yeah. Doubling up tomorrow as well because I'm sitting in your ass groove tomorrow night. So it's full five hours of McCormick on here tomorrow. Hardest sure. working man in show business and on sports bulletins. I hope as well between shows. Ah, sure, why not? Yeah, might as well keep your toe in. <laughs> Richie FM tomorrow. So it's what the people want, Joe. You, it's what the people want. If you like Richie, it's a great night's programming. <laughs> if you don't like Richie... If you're a normal person, it's then It's a no. lot of Richie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, can we... Can, uh, have you decided the playlist for this evening? Uh, I'm literally scribbling down stuff right. here so uh, we as we a, speak. Can we get a few off-the-ball requests in there? I would like Free From Desire to kick off the show naturally. Gala, followed by tonight's going to be a good yeah. night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the, the classics, the yeah. Rose of Moon right. coin. Yeah, so, Rose of Moon. We'll leave that yeah. one. We'll leave that uh, one. What, uh, give us uh, something I'll have heard of. By the way, give me a little something of what's on the menu this evening. What might I get when uh, I'm in the car home? What will you get on the car home? I've got some REM in there for you, and some okay. My Bloody Valentine. Okay, they're kind of top line stuff. I would take yeah, that. What's the REM song? I'm not telling you Mick Jesus oh, why, would, why would I do that at this hour come on now it's a full Just three hours to go I'm, before you hear it because I'll be listening for two hours waiting for my favourite REM song then you know like you will be wa- you'll be waiting I'll give you a spoiler you'll be waiting about night swimming, 40, night swimming, 40 yeah. 45 minutes thereabouts Mick you're wants, in the right decade Mick Mick wants night right swimming decade. I'd second that I'll take that yeah you're in the right decade deserves a quiet night Richie what's the Wait. one uh, where he talks about counting eyelashes while she sleeps uh, at my most beautiful. Yes, oh. I would love that, please. <laughs> Good response. That's a beautiful <laughs> bit of poetry. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous track, though. Yeah, it really is. So, anyhow, let's push on. 53106, the text number. We're at Off the Ball on Twitter. Do get in touch. Anything taking your fancy this evening? I didn't no. Even, didn't even think what to talk to you about at the top of the show. I suppose <laughs> just the Shane Carthy thing was what I was sort oh, yeah. of thinking about of. of um, I just kind of find it. Uh, there's been just there's something gnawing at me all week about that, like only in GA and only in this particular circumstances would we ever be talking about a giant killing of New York over Leitrim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I just kind of can't get away from it. Really, you know, <laughs> it sort of seems sort of so strange. But I do, I do actually kind of think about it as well. Like it is obviously a brilliant story because the first time you do it, but. Again, it has been coming, and it'll be interesting to see almost where we go from here with like well organized, well funded exile teams like New York and London. Because I would imagine that New York might have more players at the moment available to them than Leitrim do. 
Do you know? And like, I don't know the numbers, and we, we we we'll check it out and, and find out. But it's certainly trending that way. And if you think about like the 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 way the club scene over there is organised in America, and the fact that like Shane lives in Boston, you know, and comes down, so there's no like mad like it doesn't, you don't have to be in New York as such. Although obviously not many people can do that the the commute or whatever. But like, it is kind of interesting that this, you know, if this becomes even more well organized becomes more like natives <laughs> natives isn't I don't know if that's necessarily the right word but American born players like um, you know we had the I think the winning penalty was from an American born player becomes more of a thing you know it just becomes more of a um, imprint on the championship every year which I think would be great you know like as opposed to this sort of like championship kicks off in New York and sure like you know, might give it a good go and you know they're only over there for the for the kind of work and the beer anyway, and they play a bit of football on the side. If that culture changes, as it seems to be doing over the course of time, um, I just think it adds a lovely extra element to the show, to the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, text in to five three one zero six Frank Lampard, the Chelsea manager. I knew he was, but somehow it all still seems unbelievable. What Todd Bowley has given us in terms of content cannot be measured. I mean, he's putting our kids through college. Did you, see, did you see Lampard <laughs> reacting to the rumour that uh, James Corden uh, told Todd Bowley to uh, did. <laughs> to appoint it was, him? It was a very stilted response. I would have said it could have been a moment of levity as opposed to, um, I'm, I'm, you know... He was Todd, really angry. Todd, Todd, Todd Bowley's a smart man, so I'd say he consulted more than, you know, that particular person that you're talking about. Yeah, but I can't, <laughs> but I can't say it's not true. It was weird. Yeah, interesting headline. Mm. Yeah, that was very, very strange. That's where Chelsea are, though, that that's in any way plausible. Even even for a second, that that's a plausible rumor to be put out there, that you th- you have to think about it and go, could he have done actually? Yeah. You know what? It's not funny on the run. That's where they are at the moment, and that's not a good thing. And that'll take a lot of a lot of washing the, away. And the Tyson zone, as Bill Simmons would call it, where you get yes. to that stage where you would believe anything that you hear. You would hear something that sounds so outlandish, but for a second you go, hold on a second, is that true? That was uh, like after the the mid nineties sort of time of Mike Tyson but I think it's a really good way of putting it because that is exactly where we are with Chelsea at the moment There were more uh, James Corden is obnoxious to work with uh, things going a couple of days ago this time from uh, League of Their Own <laughs> yeah. uh, person the Dean You love that sort of stuff don't you? Oh yeah Just absolutely and, and do you read it and think like do you think to yourself like I know, I know I can be a bit like, you know, gruff with the lads sometimes, but you know what? I'm too nice. I think I should really start acting out if you yeah. can get away with this behaviour. If you can if you can get away with it, yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, realistically, New York's involvement is unsustainable. The cost of the climate is ridiculous, says Keenan Sligo. Yeah, yeah, fair point. I but saw that um, Wrexham owner, actor. Rob McElhenney, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Chartered a. He was back in New York a few hours after the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sports carbon footprint. God, we should do a piece on it. Sure. Like, Did you see? But like, genuinely, sport is just completely obnoxious in terms of how it behaves when it comes to sustainability. There's I know. Like, I take the point that it, it might not be the biggest offender, and there are other issues at play. But still, I mean, there was even a report the other week, which came out and showed that like the Premier League clubs are taking flights here, there, and everywhere, like twenty minute flights all over the place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think honestly, like the idea that like of New York having one GA team that might have to come to Ireland once a year, and another team go over there once a year, versus what we're talking about. That's like, true. It, I wouldn't think so they're chartering that flight either. No, and you know. Did you see there was a there was a thing I saw on Twitter it might not be verified but there was a, a said that three quarters <laughs> on, of all private jets in America were in Augusta or nearby airports last year. Oh really? Week. Yeah. 
You know, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Three quarters is a lot now, in fairness. But at the same time, like of all all the golfers private jets going to Augusta, like you know, because that's you know one of these kind of events that you know think about carbon f- footprint on that. You know, we talked about we talked about Qatar a lot at the time where they talked about they talked about their carbon neutral World Cup, but didn't include uh, flights leaving the country. <laughs> after the, and there was a load of things that they they didn't include kind of oh, in a hilarious manner but one of them was like they 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 accounted for flights coming in didn't account for all the flights coming into neighboring countries of which were the majority but even the ones that went directly into Qatar they didn't count the flight that's, that then left yeah. straight away after well i think they only said it's from the first whistle it's like it's yes, carbon exactly. neutral yeah, from yeah. oh yeah none of the building no. or anything yeah yeah we should start the news render is brought to you which let labs get the ultimate shave or your money back neon night edition is available now and richie the euro 2028 has taken a surprising twist perhaps yeah, Caseman Park has been preferred to Crow Park in the joint bid for Euro 2028. The Belfast GEA Stadium is among the 10 venues shortlisted to host matches, despite concerns that its planned redevelopment won't be completed in time. Sports Minister Thomas Byrne says Dublin was deemed too small to be a two-venue host city, so there is only one. Dublin's Aviva Stadium has made the shortlist, as has Everton's new Bramley Moorhead Dock home, Hamden Park in Glasgow, Cardiff's Principality Stadium and Wembley. Also on the list are the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Villa Park, the Etihad and St. James's Park. The joint Irish and UK bid faces competition from Turkey with UEFA to make a final decision in December. The UK government are extremely confident, apparently according to Minister Byrne, uh, the casement will be completed on time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 2028. How long has it been not completed for? I think, I think they need to have it in the works by next year. Like the the spades have okay. to be in the ground, diggers have to be on site by next year, otherwise it ain't gonna happen. Like I would have said that there's more chance of my back garden hosting games than casements, uh, even at this remove. But there's something about Minister Burns' statements today that makes me suggest that over and above the Northern Ireland executive, this will be a priority out of nowhere for the UK government and that this actually will get done. Okay. Um in a way that possibly power sharing wouldn't have enabled. But I I think I'd be slightly more confident after hearing what he had to say the case will get done but regardless I think it's a, it's a bit of a mess How one and twos like this this is a UK bid with an Irish like you know scrap thrown to it like you know the, the, the one city rule except for London you know it's like come on this is I don't know what we're part of this for really you know, we we had we had we, we would have had more games I would say at Euro twenty twenty if COVID didn't happen than we would have at this tournament. Mm. Any idea how many we're going to get? Well, no, we would have we would have had four at Euro twenty twenty. I can't imagine we'd have that many more. It'll be, it'll be it'll be tops. I'd say to be. I'm talking about Dublin. Maybe, now, obviously, I'm not yeah. in Belfast in this. Well, they throw us a quarter I, final at least. I'd, I'd say we get three group games and a, and a last sixteen. Yeah, same um, as Euro possibly, possibly. I'd say possibly a quarter final, but then again. They'll probably head for the the larger stadia by the time they get to quarter final time, and the TV was only fifty thousand. So yeah. you're looking at your seventies are, I think Cardiff probably is short of that just a little bit now. Uh, but certainly Wembley and and uh, London. I don't I'd say quarter. I'd say quarter of this without Crow Park. I really yeah, don't. I don't think for, maybe, for, the, yeah. for what you get out of it, for our name to be on that tournament and as hosting basically nothing of consequence, I actually think is a bit of a joke, really. And yeah. I think only yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's a joke. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a UK. It basically is one of those ones where it's like, oh, the, it's going to be the UK Euros. 
you know, and it'll be like, it'll be everyone will have to be forcing themselves to say, and Ireland, and then people will be getting annoyed when people don't include Ireland. And we're not going to be part of it. We're just going to have a few games here and there, like, you know, there should at least be two venues in the Republic. Mm. And like, there's no chance that we'll even be there qualifying for it as well. I think there's only two of the host nations are actually going to be able to qualify automatically. Um, quite how that's determined, I'm not sure. So do we have a Euros that we're hosting that we're not even qualified for? Do they think Croker is too big to set out group games? No, well, I think I, they're probably just sticking by this rule of trying to please everybody because Liverpool will have the new, uh, will have two new stadiums, or well, certainly the new Everton Stadium, and the, you know that everybody will just be wanting a part. You know, obviously there's two big stadiums in Manchester, there's two big, three big stadiums in Glasgow. So I would imagine that that's where they kind of came up with this. You know, that they have to, that, yeah, that, limit that, that, to, to save for. Uh, that, it's definitely gone for the more modern ones as well though if you look at it like the Etihad's yeah. more modern than Old Trafford Old Trafford is, is according to anybody who goes to it just not up for uh, that kind of purpose now similarly as much redevelopment has been done around Anfield it's not going to be the new toy in um, on Merseyside similarly Croker would need to have to be seated on the hillside and you're into a situation by 2028 whereby a lot of it is 30 odd years old I was just, it's funny you say that Richie because Rory O'Connor and I were just talking outside of rugby and we were just making that point that Croker is starting to feel old yeah, it's been yeah. Made, the point has been made a few times in the last couple of years actually that it does need it needs some upgrades. Like yeah. we are just at that point now where it was a state of the art stadium that has been around for a long time now. You know, I think it was completed in. Was it 02, I think, yeah, something like that, maybe? A lot of the work done in the 90s, really. Yeah, oh no, that's it. Like yeah. the first, the, the Cusick stand's been built since the mid-90s, 95 yeah. maybe. And I think I think it finally opened, the the, the Hogan stand opened in 02, maybe. Um, I'm almost sure. So like that is, you know, you're over 20 years at yeah, this yeah. stage. Like, you know, no, sure. don't, it doesn't need a full rebuild. It just needs a few refurbishments. It needs touches done, yeah. So. Yeah. So um, you have teams ahead of Champions League this evening, Burnabout. <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, that I do. Frank Lampard's attempting to steer Chelsea in the direction of the Champions League semi-finals. Tonight they're away to the holders, Real Madrid, for the first leg of their quarter-final tie. Uh, bringing you through the Real team, and a strong one it is as well. Thibaut Courtois is in goal. It's a back four from right to left of Danny Carvajal, Eder Militao, David Alaba and Eduardo Camavinga. In midfield then, we have Luka Modric, Tony Kroos and Federico Valverde. It's a front three of Rodrigo, Karim Benzema and Vinicius Jr. Chelsea and indeed Lampard revert to a back three. Kepa Aretha Balaga is in goal. And then it's the trio of Wesley Fofana, Thiago Silva back in the side for the first time since February and Kaladu Koulibaly. Reese James and Ben Chilwell are the wing backs. In midfield, it's a trio of N'Golo Kante, Enzo Fernandez, and Mateo Kovacic, while Joao Felix and Raheem Sterling are their front two. Tonight's other first leg is an all-Italian affair with Serie A leaders Napoli away to AC Milan. Both of those games kick off at eight. One other Champions League line as well tonight, lads. It's reported that Sadio Mane punched Bayern Munich teammate Leroy Sané in the mouth after last night's defeat to Manchester City. Bayern lost the first leg of their quarter-final 3-0 with Mane a second-half substitute. Mane is believed to have been unhappy with how he was spoken to by Sané towards the end of last night's game, taking the issue into the dressing room and splitting the German's lip. Hmm. Interesting. It's a good Chelsea team on paper. Okay, but Frank Lampard puts out changes them from a back three to a back four at the weekend right it's like oh that's you know this is what I'm going with and then a few days later goes with like not just even a back three but like three big centre halves like it's like there's no rhyme or reason to he does, I don't know it's unless just, he had this team in mind and Wolves 
was completely inconsequential. Well, why would you not, in some way, like he had one game to get the get his imprint on the team before Real Madrid? Yeah. This is what Potter did all through his reign. Like it was back four, back three, depending on the circumstances. And that back three, like I, I'm, I'm open to a correction here, and the, the 90 minutes will probably prove me wrong. What do I know? It looks slow. that back that that back three is asking for trouble against that Real Madrid front three. Like it really, really is. So mm-hmm. it's only a question of how hard Enzo Fernandez and Angolo Kante can work in midfields to negate the kind of service that Modric and Valverde and Kroos can provide. Because she's that, that Chelsea back three is, is it could be in dire Freaking, trouble by the end. Of the you like yeah. Sterling yeah. and Jeff Felix yeah. together as a front two? I've never seen them play together. No, no, but in theory, just that 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 type of yeah. like it's, it's mobile. Does it even have a false nine? It just feels like it's it's playing with nobody through the yeah. centre at all. I think the reality is that they won't have much of the ball, and so yeah, Reese James, Ben Chill will get forward, and hopefully uh, Felix and Sterling make runs in behind. And yeah, it's a good midfield, I would say. Isn't yeah, it? like yeah. Kovacic, Fernandez, Kante. Yeah, will do a job in there. You'd still make Madrid overwhelming favourites, of course. Last night, I, I properly watched Man City's game against Bayern this morning. Man, City looked good. Yeah. Like Bayern were very good and City were just a different level. And I much prefer John Stones stepping into midfield from centre-back as opposed to right-back. There's times where that coming in from right-back and as much as I like Zinchenko doing it, it's a bit too clever for its own good. Whereas there's, there's an ease with which he can step into midfield from centre-back and Diaz still can take care of Gnabry. You know, because generally most teams don't play two strikers anymore. So it's mm. still someone's being marked. You haven't vacated an entire flank. And it's so easy for Stones to step back into defence. I thought, oh, that's a, a much better solution mm. as opposed to the right back or the left back coming in. But that's not it's the also, story. And like, I mean, they, were even just, they were so good across the board. Yeah. But look, how good is Jack Grealish playing at the moment? Like, you know, Bloody good. Like I was, you know, I just have to go. Like how much of it is to do with the fact that they've stopped putting so much emphasis on the left-back position and just uh, sort of just filling it now and letting Jack Grealish do his job, basically. You know, at first time, whatever about, like, is he a better player under Pep? And Arthur will argue that, like, I'm sure he is, but he wasn't playing better. Mm. But now it's like there is an element of let Jack Grealish be Jack Grealish. Jonathan Wilson made That is 100% working now. It's brilliant. Yeah, John Wilson made an interesting observation as well, which hadn't occurred to me on AM this morning. He was saying that, you know, somebody like Cancelo would often underlap. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Grealish... Uh, you think of him for Villa you think of him at his best cutting inside now he's got a left back who if uh, he's in support is overlapping and so Grealish can cut inside as he wants and he feels a lot more comfortable doing that as opposed to oh there's Cancelo space I better not credit that no that's 100% what I meant yeah because uh, like I mean I there was a meme I think like uh, six months ago saying that like you know Man City paid 100 million to Jack Grealish so he could pass it inside to the left back you know, like that was that was what he was doing constantly. Like Kinsella was in his way mm. <laughs> in many ways. You know, so now that that's not such a point of emphasis for City anymore, we can see what Grealish can actually do. Uh, listening in now, you are right to call out the carbon footprint of sporting events and people taking private flights, etc. But <clears> without knowing if the companies or folks involved have been trying to offset their carbon footprint and if they were uh, credible, etc., is valid, says Kevin O'Donovan on Twitter. Uh, that is true, Kevin. This wasn't an in-depth piece. It was just more of a riff and a point raised. So we might do a more in-depth piece. There was a story last year where it turned out a bunch of the companies that you would pay to offset your carbon footprint weren't doing a very good job, <laughs> which I have to say did not shock me. No, no it no. really didn't. Absolutely not. Because uh, I know Roy McIlroy gives about 100 grand a year to offset his carbon 
footprint, for example. Right. So I'm sure that's given with great intention. I'm not speaking about McElroy in this case. I don't know which company he pays, but there was certainly a, an expose of the companies. Oh, yeah, no, we're planting loads of trees for you. Yeah. They weren't. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But like, uh, you know, the offsetting of the carbon footprint is it's in some ways uh, kind of a... A sort of a financial like sort of solution isn't it in some ways like it's like oh we've got money we'll do that we'll plant trees see we'll see well, sure look the money's gone now and hope for the best as well as like there needs to be a culture change you know what I mean it's like in some ways it's easy to say like oh we're offsetting the carbon footprint so we can do what we want right let's have South African teams join the European Rugby League <laughs> you know it's like surely we could just agree that that's not a good idea for the environmentally you know are you offsetting the fans travel as well as another consideration Colm says hi lads I was listening to the Masters Golf Weekly podcast read the micro dissectomy I have had two done what's happened here is young Will Zalatoris has injured his back out for the season has to have a micro dissectomy Tigers had four of these things it's very bad news for a star of the game to have one so young but uh, Colm says I've had two done he puts in brackets himself I'm Tiger-esque uh, <laughs> tennis caused the first one lifting my kids the second oh my god yeah, be careful how you, you lift go. your kids everyone but uh, recovery was very good and he says the issue is more that nerve p- is more nerve pain than back pain. Your nerves have memory, so the pain can exist for a period of time, even when there is none, just by dint of memory. Salatoris will be back fully fit, he says. Love the show, says Colin. I'm just reading that out for the Golf Weekly fans. Where is it in your back? Oh, it can be anywhere. Oh, okay. Any of the vertebrae. Right. Tiger had four before the fusion. Lovely. This guy's on two of them, Colin. Got to squat down when you're lifting those kids, Colin. Bend Straight knees. back. Work the glutes. Or just don't lift the kids. <laughs> Let them cry. Well, I don't know if that's a great option, Mick. <laughs> it depends G- what age they are. There's GA this evening. I have images now of Get Colin's 15 year old running at him. Dad! Uh, so there's GA this evening. Yeah, tonight's, well, it kind of is. Uh, tonight's Munster Under-20 Hurling Championship meeting of Waterford and Clare has been postponed. Uh, the inclement weather in Dungarvan has forced the game to be rearranged for Friday night. Farfield uh, has had a spate of those so far uh, this month. Uh, the Airgrid Connacht Under-20 football semi-final clash of Sligo and Mayo was moved from Hastings Mikel Park to the Connacht GA Centre of Excellence in Beacon. There was a 7pm throw-in there and Mayo currently lead by 1-4 to 6 points. Go wait in next week. Week's provincial final. Newry hosts the meeting of Down and Monaghan in the semis of the Airgrid Ulster Under 20 Football Championship tonight. Throw in a Park Esler is in just over five minutes' time. Agree with Mick. Why are we bothering co hosting these Euros if this is all we're getting? Can I answer the question even though he's agreeing with me? Yeah. Money? We need the money. Badly. What <coughs> money do we get? Well, we're going we'll to get, get some money. money yeah. uh, definitely, will get money for hosting and we'll get more. We'll fill the stadium four times and we'll have people in the. We don't know, coming the, through. We don't keep the gate receipts though. You mean tourism? Oh no, I'm sure the FAI will have more, but this this will raise money for the FAI, won't it? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but yeah, look, I mean, it's a it's an organisation that but needs it, money badly. There's often know? a lot of talk about the finances of these situations, and I don't never know quite what the truth is. Yeah, there is also like you know, it brings a hundred million into the economy stuff. Yeah. That's completely vague nonsense, you know. Not to mention the legacy, of course. You know. <laughs> oh yes. Why not use Porky Queef? It's already been used for Munster against. South Africa the Lee Miller charity match as well which were both great successes says James would, in court. would Porky Cueve pa- pass UEFA um, no. inspection I don't, I don't think so, so. I don't a think lot, so. lot of would, terracing look, you know? yeah it's a lot of terracing and as far as I know in terms of dimensions it doesn't work either um, right. I might be wrong on that front but there was an issue I believe um, 
there's certainly an issue I think when the when the rugby was in there um, and there might have been with the Liam Miller match as well but it's not it's not a soccer stadium I had the uh, genuine pleasure of being there for the Munster South Africa game mm. getting in and out no it's a nightmare oh I'll tell you I feel like I only just made it out of the Bruce Springsteen concert from about 10 years ago there recently <laughs> it was I mean go, go to the <laughs> before toilet. it was rebuilt but it's not not that much of an easier place to get go in the toilet, toilet before now. you leave yeah Unless, you know, UEFA said, well, we'll build you a bridge. <laughs> Across the league? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's a good place for it. Like. <laughs> UEFA I'll build you a bridge. The Alexander Chefferin Bridge. Uh, anonymous texting. I had two microdisectomies also. First one, lifting my son. Second Welcome one. to the microdisectomy hour. On off the ball. Second one, dodgy fall. Kids. It put an end to my camogie career. May have also been due to my age, though, says the anonymous texting well yeah you gotta be careful yeah on the point of Waterford and Clare being called off Joe what are we gonna do about this weather what's I'm your, sick of it what's your child lifting technique are we gonna have to keep putting up with this winter in the middle of April yeah I don't know what's going on freezing going home last night anyway my child lifting, lifting technique is I don't think about it too much I'd say I would do it I'd say I would do it correctly though I've been I've been on manual lifting courses you wanna start thinking about it by the sounds of this yeah I don't know. You, can, you do get a sore back after a while. I have to say, it's always in the same place. Lower back. Uh, no, I get I, lower back issues sometimes. But actually, when they're holding the kids, it's always right. You know that left center of your back, and it yeah. is, it's like really, really painful and really like there for. But you know it's going to go away. Mm. It can last for a few hours, but it's not one of those ones that's going to cripple you. The show has become steadily middle aged, hasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Like there was a time it was very much to preserve Joe, people in their twenties. You started this. On Golf Weekly, <laughs> then you then you read out the text just for Golf Weekly, then you went back to it, then you started asking me about it, and then you started having to go with the show. Sorry. No, no, fair, all <laughs> fair, yourself. all fair, all fair, all fair, all fair. I want to go back to moaning about the weather, that's a young person's pursuit. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a... Uh, Wait, wait, weather warning you've lost your train of thought there I, as well. I, 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 do you know what Come on, I couldn't even get anything interesting to say about it I was thinking my, my head was going 90 there going say something about the weather I, okay, I, just, I thought you thought you were going to go back to Richie I thought I put no, a, I couldn't care less I, I put an exclamation I couldn't care less Finally. Uh, um, don't worry Joe I'm scribbling down this James Corden report on you by the way so, just, yeah. uh, just to mention because this is interesting potentially World Cup coming into sharp focus they're thinking about orange cards yeah, I think they're probably beyond thinking at this stage. Orange cards are being considered for introduction in time for the World Cup. World Rugby's head of match officials, Joel Zucca, told Midi Olympique that the initiative being trialled in the forthcoming rugby championship could be adopted in time for the tournament. Referees will still brandish yellow and reds, but Jutka says in the event of a 50-50 decision, the TMO will have a 10-minute period to decide if a yellow card decision is in fact worthy of a permanent expulsion from the game. The move will also have the impact of speeding up on-field decisions. It's a great move. Matt Williams, in fairness to him, has been preaching this for several years. He says it works brilliantly in Super Rugby. Yeah, It's a no-brainer. So it suddenly means any kind of collision. It's a yellow card, off you go, and you guys assess it. And we don't have five minutes of referee looking up at screen and never-ending dialogue. And it also means that somebody else can make the decision in a calm, quiet space without people coming up to him, putting him under pressure Absolutely. or her under pressure. So uh, no-brainer, really. Yeah. Look, I just I'm just against the twenty minute thing. Like, really, you know what I mean? I just think that there's a there should be a punishment for it. The team should suffer if the game gets ruined. So be it. We'll stamp it out quicker if it's a bigger punishment. Mm-hmm. But this uh, take your time. I love. Yeah, it's good. You know, perfect. perfect. 
Fellas, we are out of time. Richie, enjoy your uh, Tom Dunn hour. 10 to midnight, two hours. 10 to midnight. Tom Dunn, two hours, yeah. Sorry. Enjoy. Price of another hour of music to get together. Thanks, Mick. Thank you very much. Michael, thank you. Thanks.